This episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. So Leah, what show do you want to talk about today? Very exciting new season of Harry Wilde dropping this week. Oh, Harry Wilde is great. So Harry Wilde is Harriet Wilde, played by Jane Seymour. And she just retired and she gets mugged. And so she's recovering in her son's home. And lucky for us, her son is a police detective. Isn't that convenient? She gleans a clue about one of his current cases. Mm-hmm. He is like, I got it, ma. Stay out of it, Ma. And she's like, nope. And so she sets out to solve it herself with a very unlikely sidekick. Very unlikely sidekick. And I'm not giving it away this time because I felt like I did in the Modern Blog Mysteries. So now I'm zipping my lips. (laughs) You got to get in there and watch it yourself. So check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. Hey there, it's Nick. And it's Leah. So we're doing another live show. Where you raised by wolves live. And this time we're going to be on the West Coast. Portland, Oregon, babies. So come see us on June 15th. And we're going to be at the Siren Theater. And the show starts at 7.30. So go to our website, whereyourraisedbywolves.com slash live and get some tickets. Join us. Do you harass celebrities? Do you profit off of your friends? Do you do laundry without permission? Were you raised by wolves? Let's find out. Here are things that can make it better. It's Nick Layton. And I'm Leah Bonima. And let's just get right down to it with our amuse-bouche. Oh, let's get in it. So for today's amuse-bouche, I want to talk about pho. Do you know what I'm talking about? Did you say uh? No, I said pho. The soup? Yes, the soup. The famous Vietnamese soup. I actually had it yesterday. (laughs) Okay, well, wonderful. So for everybody out there who may not have had pho, it's often spelled P-H-O on a menu with like a little symbol on the O. And so for pronunciation, the correct pronunciation, or as close as I can get, is pho. And Vietnamese is a tonal language. And so it's a low falling and then rising tone, kind of like Mandarin's third tone. So it sounds like you're asking a question, pho. And if you have trouble remembering, I think about it as Forget about it. Like a very <laughs> New York. I love that. Um, so, pho. And there's different variations on that. But I think if you pronounce it somewhere in that world, I think you're on the right track. And if you've never had it, it is indeed a soup. And it has noodles and herbs and spices and meat and other things. And it's very popular in Vietnam as a street food. And it's very commonly eaten for breakfast, which, you know, delightful way to start your day. And some people compare it to ramen. And I don't know about that. I mean, it's like noodles and meat in a soup, but like so is Campbell's chicken noodle soup. So I guess it's closer to ramen than it is like angel food cake. But, you know, it does definitely feel like its own distinct thing. Oh, definitely. It has so many layers of flavors. Right. 
And so there's lots of different ways to do pho, but I think it's all about customization. It's all about making the soup the way you want it. And so this is how I do it. I would love to hear from any enthusiasts out there about how they do it and if there's any ways for me to step up my game. And so when you get it, a big bowl of soup is going to arrive and it's going to be very hot. And the first thing you want to do is just smell the soup. And then you want to taste the soup because the whole name of the game is the broth. Like the broth is the thing that these places really specialize in. And it's simmering for six hours, 10 hours, 24 hours. Like they really care about the broth. And there's also going to be a plate that's going to come on the side that's going to have like some accoutrement, like bean sprouts and Thai basil, chili peppers, cilantro, mint leaves, lime wedges. And then there's also going to be like hoisin and sriracha on the table. So you have your bowl of soup and now it's time to start customizing. So Leah, how do you customize your pho? I think I usually put the leaves in the mint leaves first. Okay. You're going to rip out some mint leaves and like sprinkle them over the soup. And the place where I get it here, they have actually slices of jalapeno. Okay, yeah. And I drop that in. And then I put in my sprouts. Your bean sprouts, okay. To sort of mush. And then I put in hot sauce. Mm-hmm. And then I do lime last. Okay. Yeah, I think the general rule, if there is a rule, is that you should respect the broth, but then do whatever you want. <laughs> So I think that's the spirit of pho. And so once you've added everything you want to add, then you just basically stir it kind of up with your chopsticks and then you can eat it. So here are some pro tips for advanced pho eating. You can customize it throughout your entire meal. So just because you added something at the beginning doesn't mean like now you can't add anything else. You can continue to customize as you go along. So let's say you like crunchy bean sprouts. So you can add like a little at the beginning and then you can add like more at the end to make sure it's like crunchy the whole time. Some people like to get rare beef and they like to have that on the side to add it themselves to the soup so that the heat of the soup can actually cook the beef to the exact temperature that they want. So like you can do that. Some people don't like to lower the temperature of the soup with bean sprouts or these other sort of like fresh ingredients. So you can actually ask for the bean sprouts to come steamed so they're warmer. So you can add warm bean sprouts. I mean, that's really advanced. Also, I'm very hungry now. And some people add the hoisin and the sriracha to the soup, which is fine. Some people like to have it to the little side plate and they just dip meat into it as a separate thing. So like, do whatever you want. And there's this thing where you can ask for the fat that's skimmed off the broth in the kitchen and they can bring it to you as a side. And then you can add that fat back into your soup if you want. And fat is flavor. So like, that's a way to dial it up to 11. Mm. So to actually eat pho, it's a two-handed affair. So with your dominant hand, you're going to have the chopsticks. And with your less dominant hand, you're going to have a spoon. And you hold both of these things together at the same time. We're not alternating. And so you get like noodles with the chopsticks, or you can add the noodles to the spoon and, you know, eat it as you wish. But you have both of these implements at the very same time. And that's pretty much it. Like that's pho. So delicious. And for honesty's sake, I called it pho up until this year. I didn't know until this year it was pho. And now I just learned that I go up at the end. Yeah, go down first and then up. Yes. It's so hard for me to do that without like actually moving my body. Move your body. Get into it. Yes. Pho. Pho. And we're back. And now it's time to go deep. This is a funny one, I think. <laughs> well, potentially. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so... For today's deep dive, I want to talk about spotting celebrities in public. So this happens. And so what should you do? What should you not do? I think why I thought it was funny immediately is because I feel everybody has a story where they humiliated themselves because they lost (laughs) their mind around a celebrity. So I think the first question is, 
what's a celebrity anymore? What even counts? I would honestly say anybody who you don't know in real life, but recognize from something, if you'd never met them before, mm. maybe they're not like an A-list celebrity, but if you don't personally know them or they're not like, oh, hey, you went to school with my friend, it's more like, oh, you're on that thing, that counts. Okay, that does feel fair. Yeah, that does feel like the correct definition now. And it does feel like the rules are the same regardless of the level of celebrity we're dealing with. Yeah, I think the rules should be the same for interrupting anybody during their regular life to ask for something. (laughs) (laughs) And have you ever been starstruck? I have, yeah, and it's one of my most embarrassing stories. Uh, Can we hear a a snippet? I don't know, is it going to be... I'll just say it. I'll just say it. Um, Okay. This is a safe space. Is it? (laughs) I also need to paint the picture because... Please, the scene. Take us there. I had just had LASIK surgery. Okay. So I had blue blockers on. Okay. I was home in Maine and I had borrowed my mother's denim jumper. Okay. Blue blockers. Denim jumper. (laughs) The big grocery store is in another town. So I was with my ex-boyfriend in another town going to the big grocery store. Mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe. Oh. Willem has a, had, I believe he sold it, probably my fault, a <laughs> ice fishing shack Oh, near my family in Maine. I come around the corner. I see Willem Dafoe in the liquor aisle. I lose my mind immediately. And my boyfriend at the time was like, you love him? He's been a lot of your favorite roles? Like, just go up to him. I would never have. Okay, you were egged on. I was egged on. Okay. And so I walked up to him and I wanted to say something about his performances or just how inspired I was. And instead, I'm pretty sure that I I stepped in too close. Okay. Because my eyes weren't working. And I realized I was too close (laughs) because he physically moved himself into the liquor. You know what I mean? He was like leaning back. And I was like, oh, no. You heard bottles jiggling as he hit the shelf. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was like, oh, no, my my vision is off. And I stepped in too close. And I think I said, Willem Dafoe, I love you. <laughs> I think that's what happened. And then mm-hmm. I sort of blacked out because I was so humiliated. And I just ran out of the store. Okay. And then he sold all his property in the state and has never returned. In his defense, he really tried to be polite. Obviously, he's at his ice fishing shack. He's trying to get away. This late teenage girl shows up in blue blockers (laughs) and a denim outfit and is like, I love you. Um... I'm I'm still mortified. I can't watch any yeah. movies with him in it now because I just I just want to apologize. I'm embarrassed for you. Isn't it embarrassing? <laughs> yes. So what have we learned? I mean, I I don't. I would never. I wouldn't even have never then. I was egged on. I see. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, I have not. I think had any starstruck moments just because I'm sort of unflappable when it comes to celebrity encounters. Like I've interviewed a lot of celebrities, just like professionally, um, like big celebrities, like and then also like not big celebrities. And I think my attitude is like they're all actually just sort of people like us. You know, I think on some level, like they're all just living their lives. And also, I don't want to give them the satisfaction. <laughs> of being starstruck. Uh, I was like, you're not cooler than me. So I think that's also part of it for me. But I think that's actually a big New York thing. Like we ignore celebrities because part of it is just sort of like, we're also living our lives, but also I don't think we want to give them the satisfaction of recognizing them. Oh, I think also we want to leave people alone here. It's a part of our core New Yorkerness where we're leaving, you know? That's true. Yeah, we do like to respect other people's sort of privacy. Yeah. Hypothetically. Yeah. 
That's true. So I think in general, if you do see a celebrity, yeah, leaving them alone, it's sort of like a wild animal in the, in the wilderness. Like, don't touch them, just let them be. But I guess if you wanted to say something, like if you had to like express your love of this celebrity, like, is there a nice way to do that? Is there a polite way we can do this? I think if the celebrity is not in the middle of doing something, like if they're not ordering dinner with their family or they're on mm. a phone call, in which case I think, let them have their space. But if you wanted to just like drop a compliment, Mm. hey, I loved you, you know, and not expect anything. Yeah, don't expect that this is going to be like a relationship. It's just say, I love you and that thing. Thank you. And then that's it. I mean, who doesn't like a compliment, you know? Yeah, if it's an appropriate compliment. Yeah, for sure. I'm assuming if it's our listeners, it's going to be an appropriate compliment. Of course, of course. I would expect nothing less. And I think you can do it if the situation in which you're doing it is like when you would make small talk anyway. Like if you're waiting in line for the valet or you're like at Starbucks. Like I think if you can do it in a way where you're not skipping a beat, then I guess you could say something. It's sort of when you're pulling them out of their moment. If you're at an event, I was trying to think of a place where I've actually asked for a photograph, which I hardly ever do. Mm -hmm. But I was at an event and I was at the next table and then it was sort of like people walking around meeting each other, taking photos. It was for the Ms. Magazine. It was the Glory Awards and Gloria Steinem was sitting at the next table and she was taking Mm. photos with people and I was like, you know, I said something nice and then I asked for a photo and I felt like that was okay when people were walking around talking, taking photos. Yeah, that's sort of what was happening. I think what you don't want to do is take a photo without permission. Oh yeah, no. So let's not do that. And I don't think we want to follow them either. I also think when people are with their families, Mm. I've also been with people who are like are very famous and people will get mad at them. Oh, why can't you talk to me right now? You know what I mean? It's like, well, they're right in the middle of living their life. They can't. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get belligerent that a celebrity doesn't want to stop what they're doing and like talk to you. Yeah. Sometimes people are just doing their daily life things. Yeah. Has anybody ever asked you for your autograph? I have gotten people ask ask for my autograph after shows, which warms me to the core. Mm. And one time I was walking, I was actually at 74th and Broadway. I I was crossing the street and a man was crossing this way and he recognized me from something and he just shouted it out. Okay. And it was a compliment. You're like, oh, am I being catcalled? (laughs) No, it was clearly he's, it was like, he knew my name. Like it was, he recognized my comedy and didn't even want to stop to talk. Just wanted to like give me a compliment about my work and I mean it kept me going for weeks I was delighted <laughs> okay because it was a, it was a, just a compliment yeah no it was just like a nice thing to be said yes now I think one thing to just to always remember is if you're going to do it make sure that you know who the person actually is don't confuse them for somebody else and be like oh I loved you in that movie that they weren't in so just make sure that you you nail who your actual celebrity <laughs> is. Don't go up to Leah Bonham and be like, I loved you in Dirty Dancing. <laughs> who am I in that? You're Jennifer Grey. Oh, great. Thank you. Yes, of course. Who else would you? Patrick Swayze? I, know, I was just like, I don't know who I would be. <laughs> and now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So, Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals. What do you got? I'm glad you asked, Nick. (laughs) Because as we know at home, I'm obsessed with mysteries. We have the professional detectives, then we have the amateurs that obviously have a gift, and they maneuver their way in there. And Acorn TV has a lot of choices for you. You could go with Madame Blanc. 
Right? Because she's an antiques dealer and uses that knowledge <laughs> to solve crimes. I mean, it's great knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Agatha Raisin, which I have discussed multiple times. She was a PR person, very confident mm-hmm. woman, wears the wrong shoes to every occasion, which I love. And we also have Harry Wilde. Yes, Jane Seymour. And I enjoy all of those shows very much. So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. And now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Brooklinen. Brooklinen is the internet's favorite sheets. That's right. And they're great. They sent us some sheets and I'm sleeping on their percal, white, of course. And they're crisp. They're cool. They don't sleep too hot, which is definitely the thing I do not want in sheets. So they're the perfect temperature for me. And I feel like coming into a new season, it's the perfect time for a refresh, right? You get new colors. You get new patterns. You recreate your whole sleeping space. Or you can switch the fabrics. So Brooklinen actually has fresh linen. And it's designed in Brooklyn, made in Portugal, and their wash linen is made with 100% European flax. So you can get the lightweight essentials necessary to upgrade your space for the summer from Brooklinen. So visit in-store or online at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And use code WOLVES for $20 off your order of $100 or more. And we're back. And now it's time to take some questions from you all in the wilderness. Ow! So our first question, oof, quote, mm. I am in college. And whenever my friend group goes out for dinner or has some other expense to which we've all contributed, one person usually puts it on their card and everybody else Venmo's their portion to the person who paid. One friend has parents who generously provide her with a credit card under their name, and she often insists on paying the bill with that card, which takes money from her parents' account and asks us to Venmo our money to her own personal account. This is not limited only to dinners. She organizes group Amazon orders and buys snacks on trips to the store. When everything is added up, I am assuming she is pocketing thousands. I have no problem whatsoever paying for myself, but it is frustrating to know that she's collecting a four-figure check from her friends while we work more traditional jobs. Should I just mind my business or do I try to wrestle the check from her at brunch? Her card is always ready. So this will be challenging. I'm not the only person who feels this way. (sighs) (sighs) Yeah, I get this frustration, right? Because there does feel like there's some injustice. I'm working a traditional job. I'm paying my way through school. And here's this person who has a free ride. And that's annoying. Yes. (laughs) Right? But... I do not believe our letter writer has been financially injured. Like she is paying for what she owes. Everyone is paying for what they owe. And what happens between, you know, your friend and her parents is kind of like their business. If that's the deal they have, then I guess that's the deal they have. Yeah, that's how I feel. I completely understand feeling annoyed. I get that. But it's, it is their business. A, we don't know what their business is. True. That's true. They may be working off a huge debt with their daughter. We have no idea. Highly unlikely, but it's a possibility. <laughs> right. Yeah. But also that it's just not, I think, for anybody to say anything. You you could try to do separate Amazon orders, split up the check. But to what end? Yeah. I'm just saying if it drives you so, you know what I mean? If you can't let it go. Right. But I don't think you can say anything because it's between her and her parents. Because like, what do you want to have happen? Like, do you want her parents to cut her off and deforce your friend to get a job? Like, is that what you would rather have happen here? I don't know if the friend is saying, oh, let me pay and then I'll get the cash from you and then I'll have this extra money. I don't know if the friend is saying that publicly to make it so clear, in which case maybe this person 
person could be like, you have to stop saying that. Makes everybody feel weird. I don't think the friend is saying that's what's happening, but we all know that that is what is happening. No, but I'm saying if they went as far as to say it, maybe we would mention that that made us feel weird, that they keep bringing it up. Okay. But if they're not saying it, I don't think it's appropriate to bring up. Yeah. I mean, I get that this feels unfair that your friend is sort of, quote unquote, profiting off of you. But I guess, you know, the sooner you realize that the world is unfair, (laughs) that there is no justice in this world, that there are just things that are unfair. There will just be people who are more privileged. That just is the way it is. That I think the sooner you get on board with that, I think the sooner you will be less annoyed with this. Because like this is not the last time this is going to happen where you feel like there's some injustice with, you know, how something is unfolding. I think the choices are stop paying for things with this person or let it go. And I think related to this, because I think this does come up for people who have credit cards that get points. Some people like to get points, quote unquote, and sort of insist on putting it on their card. And I think it is nice to share the points if you're with a friend group that like, we all have credit cards that get us points or rewards. So like, don't hog it. So I think it is good to keep in mind that like, if you're always trying to get the points, you know, your other friends might also want points. So, you know, share the love. Yeah, I think if you could say, hey, I'm going to throw my credit card down because I want the points. You could say that and see what happens. Yeah, and I think we could rotate, you know, we could rotate among the group that everybody gets the chance to like get whatever benefit is happening. This question does not sound like it's about the points. It just sounds like, you know, we were annoyed with our friend for banking cash. But I think a similar solution that that could work, though. Yeah, that could be actually a I love that idea as a way to say, hey, let's rotate who does the card so we can get points. Yeah. Okay. Give that a whirl. But I don't think you can mention the parent relationship. Definitely not. No, none of your business, unfortunately. Sorry. (laughs) So our next question is, quote, Is it rude for a guest to wash the guest bed sheets after sleeping on them? My mother has been washing the guest bed sheets the morning she leaves without asking or being asked to. My husband thinks it's rude of her to use our laundry room without asking. I think she's just trying to be nice. This habit of hers started when we were parents of a newborn, but our daughter is a toddler now, and we certainly don't need the extra help with laundry. I hate turning down a kind gesture and dislike doing laundry even more. But I must know, is it rude what my mother is doing? I don't think so. My first thought when I read this was like, ah, finally, it's not a question about a mother-in-law. It's just a question about a mother. (laughs) But then as I was just reading it, it was like, oh no, my husband is concerned and this is his mother-in-law. So it was like, ah, of course this is a mother-in-law question. (laughs) Can't escape it. So I think we might've covered this in the past that when you're a house guest, there should be some conversation about what should happen with the sheets after you leave. Because some people just like you to leave them on the bed. I'll get it later. Some people want you to strip it. I guess some people might want you to actually do a whole load of laundry. So I think there should be some conversation between host and guest about like what should happen. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. I don't think it's rude. It's not as if the mom is walking into your room and pulling your sheets while you're still in the bed. (laughs) I believe this comes from her just wanting to be helpful and out of the way. If it bothers your husband so much... You could say to your mom, could you please not wash the sheets after you leave? We like to do it all together. But I yeah, I don't think it's it's your mother. Yeah, she is trying to be helpful and do a nice thing. Like this is not a malicious act. Yeah, she's making an effort. Yes, she's making an effort to be a good guest. And absent other information about what you would rather have happened with the sheets, she is assuming that this is what should be done. I think that if there is no conversation about sheets when you're house guest, the default setting, I guess, is to leave them on the bed. Although I think you should always have a conversation with your host if you're a guest, or if you're a host, you should let your guests know what you want upon checkout. Now, one thing that popped up is, is a washer dryer like a dishwasher? 
Like, is using someone's washer and dryer, like, a more intimate appliance? Like, would we have an issue if, like, mom loaded the dishwasher? No, right? Well, it would be if mom ran the dishwasher. Oh, you think if mom ran the dishwasher, we would also have an issue of unauthorized dishwashing? I feel like this person would. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. When I stay at people's houses, I always ask, may I run your dishwasher? I was going to do the dishes. May I run your dishwasher? Should I do laundry? There is, I just feel, a caveat when it's parents. Okay. And that caveat is what? They're they're your parents. (laughs) Yeah. They're not a house guest. Yeah. They're your mom. It is different somehow. (laughs) I don't know about the dishwasher, washer, dryer. Is it the water? I don't know what this person is objecting to. I guess it's just the intrusiveness Or I think maybe the husband feels like this washing is like a comment on their housekeeping, maybe. Like, you need me to do this because you're not capable. Like, maybe it has a little of that flavor. Or that's how that's being interpreted. He could also just be a person who doesn't like people touching his stuff. Okay. But I think also, in general, etiquette problems do arise when we assume something. Like, oh, you're pregnant. I'm not pregnant. So let's not assume that we should do the sheets. Like, let's just clarify. So I think in general, we can solve a lot of etiquette problems if we just clarify and just ask. I love that. So our next question is, quote, my son has a girlfriend who comes over not wearing a bra. While this did give pause the first time she came over, I hadn't really thought it was too much of a concern until my husband mentioned wanting to address the issue after the next few visits. Is there a polite way to ask someone to wear a bra? No. No. So, do you have questions for us? <laughs> send them to us. Whether or not they're super complicated or super easy, send them to us through our website, where you raised by wolves.com, or you can leave us a voicemail or send us a text message, 267-CALL-RBW. And now it's time for an intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Book of the Month. I'm loving being part of the Book of the Month because I often stay within the genres I already know or the particular authors I already know, and they're introducing me to new authors, things I might not have known about. It's so exciting. So Leah, tell me about what book is coming. I'm receiving in the mail very soon, The Return of Ellie Black. Where did she go? We don't know. She disappeared for years earlier and then resurfaces in the woods of Washington State. And I can't (laughs) wait to know more. If it's a story set in the woods, you're there. It's really true. I want I want a cozy town or a woods. Or both. Or also take a city. You know, let's be honest. Okay. Yeah, as long <laughs> as there's murder or suspense, you're there. I like if there's some food. So you out there, you can get your first book for just $5 using promo code PEDALS. So go to bookofthemonth.com, use promo code PEDALS, and get your first book for just $5. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. And now it's time to play a game we like to call Vent or Repent. Vent or Repent. Which is our opportunity to vent about some bad etiquette experience we've had recently, or we can repent for some etiquette faux pas we've committed. So Leah, would you like to vent or repent? I want to give you the opportunity to go first. I always go first. Delighted to. Okay, so 
I love a good bakery. And I love nothing more than on a weekend to explore New York City, go to a new bakery, have some baked goods. And so a Swedish friend of mine in town, she mentioned that there's this Swedish bakery that's doing a special seasonal thing called a semmelbun. And it's this traditional thing that's served between Christmas and Easter. And it's like a cardamom pastry and it has almond paste and whipped cream. So I'm like, I would like to eat this. And so I happened to be nearby and they had one left in the window because apparently some Swedish person who pre-ordered it like canceled the last minute. And so like there was one semel bun for me. And so I was like, as long as I'm there, I should maybe get a cardamom bun and I can actually enjoy like a little fika now, like a little coffee break. And then I'll have the semel bun for dessert tonight. And then it's like, oh, maybe I'll get a cinnamon bun and I'll have that tomorrow morning with my coffee. And I'm like, that sounds perfect. That's totally logom, which is like the Swedish idea of having the perfect amount of something. So I'm like, <laughs> logom, love it. So I stepped up to the counter and I'm like, I will take a semel bun. I'll take a cardamom bun and a cinnamon bun. And so the guy behind the counter, he says, is this all for you? alone. And I was like, my internal monologue was like, did I just order a ridiculous amount of stuff? And I say, nope, just me. And then he proceeds to get an enormous gift box and he puts these things into the gift box. And then he proceeds to tie ribbon around it. And it's the type of ribbon that makes the curly cues when you rub a knife on it. And so now he's making curly cues with scissors. And it's not like we have all the time in the world. There are people in line behind me. You know, like we have to move this along. And I've been to this bakery before. They don't do gift boxes for everybody. So was he trying to emphasize how sad it was that I was eating all these pastries like alone? Or was he doing it because he was like, oh, don't be sad. Pretend it was a gift from someone else. So I am not entirely sure what etiquette crime was committed, but I know an etiquette crime was committed. And so I don't care for whatever it is that happened. I'm not quite sure what it was, but I don't feel good about it. And so that is why it is a vent today. <laughs> I feel like there's two parts. The, is this all for you alone? Right. Rude. Rude. Very rude. So rude. And then the second part reminds me of, have you seen Love Actually? Yes. When he's buying the necklace for the other woman and Mr. Bean is like adding all the ribbons and he's it like, was I gotta go. <laughs> Yeah, it was that. It was like, do we need more curly cues on this? So, and for you? Um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna repent. Oh, okay, Leah, what have you done? So I can't be specific because why I'm repenting is because the thing I said was probably inappropriate, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys the rest of the story. Okay. For our listeners, I don't love making phone calls. You're a texter. <laughs> so I'm a texter or I wanna see a person's face. Mm. So I will actually often walk to places to make an appointment because I, I hate phone calls. They it's like if I can't read somebody's face, I feel somehow like I'm missing something. But for appointments, like yeah. a doctor's appointment, I would just oh, rather yeah. go in person to schedule. Yeah, I, I do it. It's been commented on. It's a. Wow. So obviously I've had to have been pushed through this anxiety. So I've gotten into my phone calls. Mm -hmm. I, a lot of places I know about people's whole lives. I, I'm, I'm friends with this guy. We're not, we're not friends, but we talk on the phone. I know his kids <laughs> in a spelling bee. How are they doing? It's very exciting. This woman just had a baby and she's learning how to, she's also running her business from home. We check in. You know, I know my, my customer service people. We check in. Okay. And they don't know I'm a comic. So sometimes I, I'll say something. It, it makes them laugh. It makes me feel really good, you know? 
Okay. So I had this glitch on an account recently and they kept resending me asking for information. I kept re-putting in the information. They kept saying they didn't have the information. I kept putting it in. They call me. They're like, we don't have your information. And I said, oh, I think there's a glitch. So we went through it and they had all the information. And then they went back and then repeated everything again. And then I made what I thought was a really funny joke. Mm. Not about them, about me. Okay. But it was edgy. Okay. But uh, let me tell you right now that my dad with the kid in the spelling bee and my lady working from home who just had a baby would have gotten okay. it. I thought it was maybe a little edgy, but since I had just spent thousands of hours of my life refilling the same information for these people, they could have given it to me. Okay. I, I dropped this, we'll call it a gem. Maybe it was out of the G rated, but it, it was still, I would say, almost tasteful. And... There was silence for at least 30 seconds. I don't know Ooh. if you've experienced 30 seconds of silence. It's a lot longer than it feels, uh, than, mm. it, than it sounds. 30 seconds of silence is hours, at which time I, I realized maybe not appropriate to cross that line into edgy jokes with customer service people. So you bombed. I bombed really hard. You lost the room. I lost the whole room <laughs> and I feel guilty about it. And I'm really sorry to that woman. I thought that we were on the same page. We weren't. And that's why I usually actually walk to places to make uh, appointments because I cannot read the room if I can't see your face. That's fair. I think that's a good lesson. <laughs> now I want to know what this joke was. You don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would I have thought it was funny? Uh, oh, no. Oh, Leah. No, no. I mean, you may. <laughs> okay. I thought, honestly, I thought it was hilarious. I. That's probably part of the problem. I bombed so hard with this lady. I was like, oh my, I actually laid on the floor afterwards. I was like, oh, that hurts so bad. I was like, did I go too far? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not for everybody. Leah, what have we learned? I love how my knowledge of the soup that I love so much has grown over this year. I learned first, previous to podcast, that it was fa, not fo, and now I learn that it's fa. <laughs> fa. Fa. We'll, we'll work on that. Fa. And I learned that Willem Dafoe no longer goes to Maine because of you. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Willem. I loved you in Wild at Heart. Well, thank you, Leah. Thank you, Nick. And thanks to you out there for listening. If I had your address, I'd send you a handwritten note on my custom stationery. He would. So for your homework this week, I want you to leave us a nice review. Wherever you listen to the show, leave a nice review so that other people might want to listen to us too. And we'll see you next time. That would be so awesome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, Leah, it's time for Cordials of Aguinas, the part of the show that you make us do, but I only give you 30 seconds to do it. Ready, set, go. I have been thinking a lot about people who have changed my life and made my life a lot better. And mm -hmm. I've been thinking so fondly of the Belo family who took me into their home two times as a teenager and just were so kind and generous. And I'm so grateful to know you. And I love having you in my life. Thank you. Oh, that's very nice. And for me, we got a nice Cordials of Kindness from our website, cordialsofkindness.com, which as a reminder, you can participate in. And it's quote, thank you for making folding my laundry tolerable slash enjoyable. It is a truly horrible chore for me, but I throw on an episode and voila, folding done. So fun and nice. Isn't that nice? So you're welcome. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. So Leah, 
What show do you want to talk about today? Very exciting. New season of Harry Wilde dropping this week. Oh, Harry Wilde is great. So Harry Wilde is Harriet Wilde, played by Jane Seymour. And she just retired and she gets mugged. And so she's recovering in her son's home. And lucky for us, her son is a police detective. Isn't that convenient? She gleans a clue about one of his current cases. Mm -hmm. He is like, I got it, ma. Stay out of it, Ma. And she's like, nope. And so she sets out to solve it herself with a very unlikely sidekick. Very unlikely sidekick. And I'm not giving it away this time because I felt like I did in the Modern Blog Mysteries. So now I'm zipping my lips. (laughs) You got to get in there and watch it yourself. So check that out and check out all the great stuff that Acorn has. Sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. Now it's time for Intermezzo. Intermezzo. So this episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. And Acorn TV streams world-class mysteries, dramas, and comedies from around the world. So Leah, I am looking for a series about an amateur detective. I don't want professionals. What do you got? I'm glad you asked, Nick. Because <laughs> as we know at home, I'm obsessed with mysteries. We have the professional detectives. Then we have the amateurs that obviously have a gift and they maneuver their way in there. And Acorn TV has a lot of choices for you. You could go with Madame Blanc. Right. Because she's an antique dealer and uses that knowledge <laughs> to solve crimes. I mean, it's great knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also have Agatha Raisin, which I have discussed multiple times. She was a PR person. Very confident mm-hmm. woman. Wears the wrong shoes to every occasion, which I love. And we we also have Harry Wilde. Yes, Jane Seymour. And I enjoy all of those shows very much. So you out there, sign up for a 30-day free trial with promo code ACORN30 at acorn.tv. 